Good morning, Raboisai. Ah, leaving Nishmasi Mimirosi Rusmas Mordechai. We're starting a brand new Mesechta, Mesechta Snedarim. At the same time, we have just finished the most amazing Mesechtas, Mesechta Ksubas. For many, it's been their very first Mesechta that they finished. So, Mazel Tov to you. I am here live in the Masimara in Kenya. My very good Chaverim, who started the Shir together. Bendi Arbach, Yishkarek for putting this all together, together with Noam Fix, Avi Kamiansky, and Gary Ben Moshe, my four very dear Chavirim, who were with me from day one. We are here in a tent in the middle of the jungle with all the animals and chayas that were on the Teva, the Kovit Parshas Noyach. It's my birthday in just a few weeks, so they decided to get me this unbelievable, wonderful gift, and I very much appreciated, so thank you. We're here in the beginning of Chodesh Mar Cheshven. And Victor Miller asks, why is it that in the entire month of Cheshven there's not a single Yantav, not a single Tainus? And he says, it's because we just came off a month of Yom Taivim, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkah, and many of us fell off the bandwagon when it came to our learning and other things. And this gives us an opportunity to start fresh, a whole month without Yom Tovim so we could catch up on our learning. That's what he says. I think it's very apropos. We're starting a brand new Masechta, Masechta Sinadarim. It's a great time to start, bring your friends to start. I want to welcome the hundreds of people that signed up to start the Masechta. It's a tremendous privilege. And I'm looking forward to getting to know you and to finish the Masechta together. So we're we're here on the safari, and one of my chaverim told me this vart. I'll say it over. Hashem's father was a famous rabbi in South Africa. I won't mention his name, Mendy. Mar Cheshven is a lashon of Sisvasei Merachashin. There's a lach in the Gemara that if a person is learning Taira, he has to walk like Dalar Amos until he can go to the Beis because his mouth continues to, to talk in, in learning. The same thing is, we're coming off of a month full of Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah. Our mouth is still davening and we're, we're, in, we're in the zone. And everybody wonders, we're talking about Yom Kippur. What do we do the first thing in Yom Kippur? Kol Nidre. What is Kol Nidre? Nidarim have to do with Yom Kippur? And the answer is that what comes out of our mouth is extremely powerful and it makes all the difference and it's very appropriate that we're starting Mesechtas Nadarim in the beginning of Mar Cheshven when our lips are still with the tefillah of Yom Kippur and the Kol Nidre. So we're going to talk about the power of the words that we say and what effect it has. We just learned, we just read last week in the parish of Ayipach Ba'apav Nishmas Chayim Adam Chayo. The famous, famous Targum. Human being is Ruach Memalala. That differentiates. We're here in the safari with all these animals and each one has more strength than us and more abilities. But one thing we have over them is the Ruach Memalala. That our words, our words 
have that much of an effect. Chavz Chaim says that Abishbogu showed us with tornadoes and wind that you say it's just wind, it's just, it's nothing. No. The wind could break homes, could destroy things that are solid. And he's showing us that it's not a joke, that words have that sort of effect. So that's the Mesechta that we're talking about. We're Mesechta's Nidarim. Now, before we jump into it, I just want to greet the new people and tell them this is a thing that we do every Mesechta. You can look up different Mesechtas that base. And uh, I don't want to go through all the different pros and the cons of that Fiyami, but just to mention a few, it's a Chazara, we haven't spoken about it for almost four months, so it's always good to... But here they are on the chart over here, and if you want, look up other Mesechtas, especially Brachas Davbeis and other Mesechtas. The famous saying that we like to say here in MDY, it's not about the Daf, it's about the Yoimi. Daf Yoimi is a program, one of the only programs that has the consistency of learning every single day. No matter what. And we've shown it here. And we've shown it over and over. A bunch of guys mailing me. Okay, I'm in my chair. But the guys here on the trip. Constantly thinking and learning. Talking about the shear And the daf from yesterday. And not eating dinner until they do the daf. And not many programs in learning have that strength. A lot of other learning. Especially if you're learning, let's say, Lumdas which I'm not getting into, I'm not saying anything against, I'm just saying people that learn lumdas not necessarily are going to, they're going to be learning on a trip like this. It's very, very difficult to pull out Svarim and learn and concentrate. So that's one of the big miles of Daf Yaimi. Of course, it makes you a better person, a better husband. And one of the things here, I just threw in a, a stat, not an accurate stat, but most people that are learning these days, when they travel, are people that are learning Daf Yaimi. So, just to go through some of the Yatzers, people say, Daf Yaimi, it's not for me. I don't remember anything. I don't catch everything. I was taught in Yeshiva to learn really slow. This is not for me. That's all Atzasayetzer. Because if you're not learning every single day, and these are just excuses, that's what they are, just excuses. And finally, one of the biggest Yitzharas is coming off a period of time like we have right now, coming off of a Yantav where you miss the daf or two or three daf. Yitzhar always says, let's make it up later. But, or the Yitzhar says, let's go back to where I was. Forget about the daf today, let's go back. And the idea is, Catch up later, learn now. Learn now, catch up later. If you could do that, when you miss some dapim, just jump ahead to where everybody else is, you'll be that much better off. So, without any further ado, very short omad and daf in general. We'll jump right into it. Kol kinuye nidarim kinidarim. So, hold on, I gotta... Before we jump into it, I want to tell you a little bit of Agdama from, if you look over here on the side, on the daf, yeah, I'll talk about the Chavr shop as well. Okay, the daf, especially what we have, 
There's a lot of different dafyamishima, but our shir is a mishpacha, a real family where people from different countries help out people they've never met, and is chaverim, and people get together for simchas, and now people are getting together for siyumim all over the world. I myself, I'm traveling to London this coming week with at least 10 people. We're doing the siyum in London, and then we're going to Manchester the following day. There's going to be a siyum in Ramat B'Chemish, which I'm going to be at. There's a siyum in Wycliffe, Ohio, in Lakewood, in the five towns, in Brooklyn, in Australia, I think, everywhere. We had a siyum in Kenya. Unbelievable. So there's siyum everywhere, people get to know each other, and that that mishpacha, that camaraderie is what's mechazik a lot, a lot of people, and I hope that you join and you stick with it, and you'll see that it'll change your life. It'll simply change your life. So, Nadarim is different than a lot of Masechus in that Rashi is not really Rashi, according to most Shitas, it's not the Rashi that we're familiar with. So, most go with the Ran. If you pay attention, even here on this Amr, the Ran is an enormous amount of reading. So, I've done it for you, and I condensed it to very small pieces, and I'll just explain the first Ahmed that much easier. Before we jump into it, there's very few sponsors today. The Kailo is sponsored Lilian Shmaschai Bas Yosef. The Paras HaChodesh is Zechariah Ben Moshe. The second Paras HaChodesh is Jeff Rasner and Zechus of my son Yosef Simcha Chaim Ben Tzorah Chaner Fuh Shleima Amen. And the Paras HaShavuah Lezeich Nishmas of Ramnachum Ben Rafal Yitzchak and Shavu Shadav and Aliyah. So here we go. The official Mishnah, Shalilu Nishmas, Tzipayr Fega, Bas, Reptuvia, Zechariah Lebracha. It says in the Pasuk, Ish Kidor Neder Lashem. We're talking about a nether, a vow. A person takes a vow that he won't eat a certain thing, let's say. Kidor Neder, it's a nether, he takes a vow. The Pasuk continues, Oy Hishava Shvua. He swears that he's what? So the difference, the Gemara says a very simple difference. A neder, and this is where that yeshivisha term comes from, cheftza negavra. The neder is on the cheftza, on the object, and the shvua is on the gavra. It's he himself. And if you flip it, you say a lashon shvua, and what you mean is neder, or vice versa, it's machlokes rishonim v'tzim chal. There's a mitzvah say that you must do what you vowed, the nether that you took. And there's the raisa to not keep your nether. Now, the Mishnah understands that you get this passing, you know about this passing, and the Mishnah jumps right in. A kinoi is like if you call your friend a nickname, it's also. This is a kinoi. Kinoi means that instead of saying a lashon carbon, because one thing that you could do is you could say, so let me let's let's jump in here. Let's do the round first. The round says just explain, give an overview of what's going on here in the mesechta. So first of all, we are going to be learning the round, and the round says that this mesechta is the nedarim of iser. 
versus the Nadarim of Hegdish. Hegdish is in Kachim, we're not dealing with that at all. We're talking about Isser, things that are also on you. So a person will ask for something that's mutter, a loaf of bread, and he says, this loaf of bread is usher to me. He could also say that his friend's object is usher on him. Great. Now the way you make a nether, the basic way to make a nether, says the Ran, is to say, dovar zeh, usher alai, those words. Dovar zeh, this thing, usher alai, is usher on me. Or, you could say, Dover ze alai ki karbon. We know a carbon is something that used to be mutter. It's an animal that you used to have. And you made it also, you made it hegdish. You said, I am going to bring this animal as a carbon. So you say, this loaf of bread should be like my carbon or like a carbon that's also. What if a person says, this loaf of bread should be like a pig, like a pig, like a dover acher? Does it work? The answer is no. Why? Because a pig is already Osir Minatayra beforehand. You want to say, you want to be Matvis, you want to say that this is Osir like something else that used to be Mutter and today is Osir. This animal used to be Mutter, now it's Osir, so so too this loaf of bread used to be Mutter and now it's Osir. So either you say, Dover is an Osir lie, this thing is Osir, or you say, this thing should be like a carbon. Kinui is instead of saying the word carbon, you use a nickname for a carbon. The word carbon you change to kainam. Why? Either Chachamim instituted new words, so you don't say the word carbon, or that's how the Goyim used to call the carbon, they used to call it a kainam. But it's a, it's a nickname. So you say, this loaf of bread should be ushered to me like a kainam. Hopefully next year, when we do Ataris Nadar, we know what we're talking about a little bit. Say all these things. What are they? Now we're going to learn a little bit about it. And hopefully, Nidarim will be your favorite Masefta, like Ksubis was many other people's favorite Masefta. Akalpan. Akinui, if you say that this loaf of bread should be usher to me like a kainam, a nickname instead of saying karba, it becomes usher minatara. And the same thing is, what if you say it in English? This thing should be prohibited on me like a sacrifice. It's awesome in Atayra. That's also Kinu. It's, it's in any language, Bukhal Lasha. The Ram talks about Yadais, which the Mishnah discusses. So I'm just giving an overview, and we're going to see it in the Mishnah, we'll chazer over. A Yad is a handle, like a handle to a frying pan. If you hold on to the handle of a frying pan, you're holding the entire frying pan. So when a person says a partial statement without saying the full statement, it's as if he finished the whole statement. Like a person says, He doesn't mention a word Asr in there, and he doesn't mention the word Karban. Again, I'm separating myself from you, that I'm not going to taste from you. He didn't say, I'm Asr to taste from you. He didn't say it should be like a Karban. But we all understand what he was trying to do. We understand his intent. And that intent is enough, that's a yad, and it makes it a full nether. Shvua is on the person himself, and it becomes usher, even if you don't say Shem Hashem, you don't say the name of Hashem. Okay, and we'll talk about it 
more extensively, all these things more extensively as we go on. Says the Mishnah, If you say the word kainam or kainach or whatever the word is, it has the same effect as a neder derisa. A cherem similar to a neder. Again, if you use a kinu, now we're talking about how everything could be used as a kinoi, because we understand that there's something called a nether, we understand something called a cherim, we understand there's something called a shua. we're just saying that this concept, that a kinoi, a nickname, works by a cherim, works by a nether, works by a shua. So if a person says the word cherek, with a kufaten, instead of a mem, that's a nickname to the cherim, and it works as a cherim, it has the same effect as a nether. Shvua, if a person say, instead of saying, I am mushbai, says Shvusa, he uses the Lashon Shvusa instead of Shvua. Again, a nickname, it works. Naziros, he says Naziach instead of Nazir, I'll be a Naziach. It's a nickname, it works exactly like a net, a net. Naziros, meaning a person who says that he's going to abstain from grapes and wine, etc. Now, suddenly, the Mishnah jumps into Yadis. The handle of a frying pan. But I want to tell you a quick story. The power of words. There are many, many stories. This, this is one that came to mind. There was an individual that was running in the street. And Rabbi Yisrael Salanter asked him, Where are you running to, Tzadik? So he said, I'm running to, to work. To make parnasa. He says, why do you have to make parnasa? So he says, how am I going to live? So Rabbi Yisrael Salanter told him, how are you going to die? Yeah? How are you going to die? What do you have with you to bring that you could go and die? You're, gonna, you're ready to die? And that person was so shocked by those words. It, 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 it made a huge Roshan on him that he opened up the Nevardaki Yeshiva. He came the altar of Nevardaki. The altar of Nevardaki. The Sabbath. What's his name? Then your son, your son went to an Avardic uh, offshoot. Okay, but that's just a word. You could break a person with a word. You could build a person with a word. A lot of the Masechta is dealing with how to say different words and how what's what's considered something and in, in what in what order to say it. So I'm in We're talking about a yacht. Suddenly jumping from it. We started with kinui. And now we're jumping to the concept of a yad. So I made a chart here so that you see how this works. It's very, very simple. But the first three things in the Mishnah go together with the fourth thing. In other words, each one is And then you go to the red one. It's one sentence. It's just confusing in the way it's written. That what? All these three things he added to each one of those sentences. But it's three separate sentences. Three different individuals. Instead of over here, he says, I'm going to be distanced from you that I'm not going to taste anything that you own. Aser, that's enough. Why is it yad? Because he didn't say the word aser. and didn't say the word carbon. But we, we all understand his intent. The person says, 
So he does, instead of one of these three Lashonas, Mudrani, Muhammad, Mushani, Muhammad, Mudrani, he says, Menudani Lucha. Menuda is the Lashon of a Nidui, a Cherim, Shamta. How do you say it in English? Ostracized. Uh, excommunicated? Excommunicated. Very good. Excommunicated. Thank you. I'm excommunicated from you. So Chacham say that's not a Lashon of a Nether. That's a Lashon of, of excommunication. That's not a Lashon of Nether. That's a Lashon of Nidui. Kiva was misupic whether or not we should be machmer over and say it is a lotion of a nether. And with that, we turn the base on the base, turning the daf as a schos to continue being able to support Torah and to finish shots with the rebelli. Okay. Plus the refor shleim of Baruch Ben Sarah. Okay, that's it. So we started off the Mishnah. These are the different nicknames of Nadarim, of Haramim, of Shvuas, right? That's how we started. Haramim, Shvuas, Nizirus. Four things. As the Gemara, Maishling, Abi Nazir, Delikatani Lulukulu, in Mesechtis Nazir, we have the same idea. It talks about a Nazir. If a person says, instead of the word Nazar, says the word Naziach, it works. But why is it that in Mesechtis Nazar, which is the coming Mesechta, it doesn't mention Nidarim, doesn't mention Shvuas, doesn't mention Charamim. Why is our Mesechta different? Why is it over here we have four different Halachas and over there in Nazar it's only talking about Naziros. A person that is Things from grapes and from Tartan. So this is the puzzle we saw before. I'll just point it out again. And then it says in green, So you see the nether and the shvua go together. And therefore, the, the Mishnah brought those two. Once we mention the nether, we're going to mention the shvua. The nether shvuah sivi gabayadodi tani tartin. So it says both. The kivin tani tartin tani likulu. Once we already say it, nether shvuah is going to say haram and nazirus. But in mesechtas nazir, we're only talking about a nazir. It doesn't say in the pasuk of nazirus anything else. So we just say one thing. Ask the gemara bottom question. That's the case. Look at the pasuk. It says nether. What comes after nether? Shvuah. But in our mishnah, v'lisni kinu shvuah is bosa nidar. What does it say in our Mishnah? Charamim in between. It says, Kol kinin nidar gina, Why break the Pasuk up with the Lashon of Cherim in the middle and not just say it as the Pasuk says it? Especially when the only reason why you're saying all four things is because of this Pasuk. So it's your match the Pasuk. It says the Gemara, I did the Nidarim, the Mitzvah Since when a person makes a nether, he makes a vow that he's not going to eat this loaf of bread, so it's on the chayfetz, it's on the object. Acherim is a lotion of another similar kind of concept. And also, what he's doing is that piece, that loaf of bread is a cherim on me. However, when it comes to shvua, it's very different. A shvua, he's answering himself on the loaf of bread. At the end of the day, it might be the same thing, but it's the way you invoke it the way you make it a, something uh, usher, an object usher. And therefore, 
a shvu is not in the same category as a nether. Cherim is in the same category. So we start off the Mishnah with a nether and a cherim, and then we go to the next category called a shvu. If a person says, for instance, a person says, I am neither to, to do XYZ. I make a nether to learn Mesechus Nadar. What's the halacha? Is it a nether or a shvuah? The Roshanimim is supik. If you use such a lashan to do something, if that creates a nether or not. Agobar says the Gemara. Another question. Puzzle Kinuyim, Kokinuyim Nadar. I apologize if you hear like music in the background. That's the Maasai Mara guys. The Maasai, they're a tribe and they come through this hotel every night as we're giving shir and they play their drums and the music. Yesterday they sang for me happy birthday. It was give out the good stuff. Maybe one day we'll show it. We start off the Mishnah talking about nicknames. Kainam, etc. And all of a sudden it goes in to explain when we others. Etc. How how is that? How's that work? Vesu There was no mention that there's a concept called yodis. It just goes in explaining this idea. It doesn't say the halacha of a yad. First, it should say a yad is aser, and then a yad works if you say this and this. It doesn't go. It doesn't do that. It says the Gemara, no, not true. Ayer behind. Of course, the Mishnah is speaking about it, and this is a classic answer to the Gemara. That when you, when you were in the time of the Mishnah, and we had they had to make the Mishnahs very short because people were memorizing them, too many words, it wasn't good. Everybody understood what we're talking about. We're talking about Kinuyim, we're talking about Yadis, and then it went in to explain. So Yadis, Ayribahim, uh, yeah, they were talking about it. It's just not literally missing words, but you have to insert those words to understand, but everybody back then understood. This is what it means. Call. Kinuye nedarim, kinedarim, the yada is nedarim. These are the words you have to stick in. That the yad, the handle, you just say, mention part of the nether. That alone is a nether. Ask the Gemara. But if I'm starting with a kinuy, that's how the Mishnah starts. Call kinuye, liverish kinuy merasha. So then go right into explaining. Let's do it in order. We speak about a kinuy, speak about a yad, go explain what a Kinuy is, and then explain what a yad is. Why are you jumping to explain the yad? Says the Gemara, "Ahu the salik minay, ahu mefarish beresha." So the Gemara's first answer is the one that we finish with. So we said two halachas. The second halacha is the one that we're going to explain first, and this is going to bring us into a shas katan, into many different sugis and shas, but very very light and just on the top on the surface, going through them a little bit of. Recalling some of these sugis, but not really going into them. Kedusna, we learned in the Mishnah, and if you dive in Nusach Ashkenaz, you say this every Friday night. The Mishnah talks about different oils that you're allowed to use, different fuels that you're allowed to use and can't use, because you might come to fix it or whatever. And then, what does it start with? What could you light with, and what can't you light with, and what does it explain? The second part. So it talks about the things you can't do, not the things you could do. So that's the style of the Mishnah, says the Gemara. Another example. First is the positive. What could you bury your food with Erev Shabbos? Going into Dabra, he says, Hevel, if you're 
things that add heat to it, also not. And then it goes into explain, ain't time them. The second part of the Mishnah, not the first part. What can't you be time bury food with something that's moist of And then it goes explains ain't time them. Instead of what could you be time? The certain jewelry, tachshitim, they used to wear like Yerushalayim Shalzav, certain things that a woman might take off to show her friend, and she might walk in the Rishisaram for Amas. What jewelry could she walk with in Rishisaram? What can't she? And the, Gemara, the Mishnah goes on to explain what she cannot walk out with. Now, as the Gemara, what? You never find in the Mishnah that we go to explain the beginning of the Mishnah? But now, I'll give you five examples that we go to the beginning of the Mishnah. Yesh, Neuchlin, Umanchilin. There are those like a father and a son. A son inherits his father, that we know. And a father inherits the son, that we also know. But there are those who just inherit one direction and not the second direction. In other words, a son inherits his own mother, but the mother doesn't inherit her son. The Mishnah goes on to explain, yes, positive, and then negative, and then it goes to explain, and these are the positives. So we go to the beginning of the Mishnah. Another example, yes, there are those women who are mutter to their husband that they're married to, and then their husband dies, and they fall ibum, they fall to another man, to the brother-in-law, and they're also to that brother-in-law. What's the example? So here we have our two famous characters from Mesefta Sivamas, who are sitting actually in the room. We use them throughout the Mesefta. We have Noam Fix and Avi Kamiansky, but we don't call them by their real names because... Uh, a lot of times we get rid of them. They go bye-bye. So there's Ruvain and Shimon. Ruvain is married to Rachel. Ruvain is a Kayan. They're both Kayanim, obviously. The brothers. The Baldwin brothers. One is a Kayan Hadyot. He's a regular Kayan. Shimon is a Kayan Gadol. You hear that, Shimon? You're a Kayan Gadol in this case. What happened was, check it out. Ruvain goes bye-bye. So halachically, Rachel who never had children from Reuven, falls liibum to the Kain Gadol. But that's also She, why? Because she was an Almana. I forgot to say this. Great, let's start over. Rachel was an Almana. An Almana can marry a regular Kain. But now that she falls liibum to the Kain Gadol, the Kain Gadol Shimon cannot marry her, even if it's a mitzvah their rights to marry Yavama. So that's the case. And that would do it with today's charts. These are all charts done in the Masimara. Can he quit, can he quit being a Kayin Gadol and then be evil? I guess. Why would somebody do that? It's the biggest job in Kayin It's the highest. The Ali wants to know if he could quit being a Kayin Gadol and marry her. So, oh, we're all the way down here. There are those who are muttered to their husband, like if the husband is a regular Kayan, but she's also to her Yavam, who's a Kayan Gadol. Sometimes it's the flip. Sometimes, in this case, check this out, I didn't do it, but instead of saying Kayan Hedyet, next to Ruvain, he happens to be a Kayan Gadol. And he married Almana against Allah. And then he goes bye-bye. So now she's muttered to the Yavam, because the Yavam in this case is not a Kayan Gadol. 
And then it goes to explain, again, it starts from the beginning of the Mishnah, not the end. So you see that sometimes it goes, it explains the last thing it's saying in the Mishnah, and sometimes it explains the first thing. Now there's another Allah. There's a mincha that you bring to me, it's like a carbon made out of flour. Sometimes you add oil and frankincense. And sometimes it's shem and velelevayna. Sometimes it's oil without frankincense. Like a minchas nesachim, for instance. Ve'elo tunay shem and velelevayna. And these are the minachas that require shem and velelevayna. Yesh tunay sa gosha ve'ein tunay snufa. Some karbonis, a mincha, requires that you bring it to the mezbeach, which is dremis ma'aravis, the closest corner to the heichal. But don't require that you shake it like a lulav. Remember? Why do we shake a lulav like a lulav? Why do we go like this and back, forth, all four directions? Do you guys know? Anybody remember? Because we learn it from the mincha, not the opposite. Not that we learn a mincha from a lulav. The reason why we shake a lulav is because of this. Because a mincha used to shake. So when we learned the Gemara, Avi Kamiansky, Mr. Shimon, in this uh, thing, went on a bike ride in Ramabit Chamesh. And he met an Arab, and he paid him, I don't remember what, probably based on what he's tipping the people in the hotel, he probably paid him $200. And he, he got a sheep from him, and he lifted up the sheep and did nufa to all sides. It was very heavy and very difficult, no? Yes. There's a video out there somewhere. Fine. So, some karbonas require a tnufa, shake it like a lulav, v'loy ha'gasha, you don't bring it to the mizbeach. And then it goes on to explain, ve'elu tu'unos ha'gasha. So again, starting from the beginning. We're going through all this Chazar of Shas, but in very easy, light way. There's a firstborn son who inherits his father. That is, if he's his father's firstborn son. However, that same son doesn't require a pinyin ben. Why? Because his mother already had another child. His father didn't, his mother did. Or, sometimes it's reversed. Sometimes this child, you have to do a pinyin aben because it's the mother's. It's her first time she's married or whatever. It's the first child. You have to do a pinyin aben. But this father had, has another family from a previous marriage. And he already has the Bukhar who inherits two portions of the nachla. And then he goes on to explain. Says the Gemara, Halim, Shum, Sometimes when, when there's many halachas, what's many halachas? And why? So the Ran explains, what, I don't know if, no, I think it's one in the rush, that many halachas means four, that I hope this, this music is not making me sure, we're almost finished, another minute. Afshu means that in the same, for instance, it says over there, Yesh, wow, Mamesh, Maifas, unbelievable. for the unbelievable. Yeah, not an honor. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm saying such. I know it. I know it. No, yes, noichlin u But in that same mission, there's four. It says also yes that are not noichlin and not manchil, and yes, noichlin u manchilin. So because there's four. When there's four, it gets too confusing to start from the end. Just start from the beginning and go to the beginning. When there's only two things, then we go to the end. Ask the Gemara, we'll just do two more lines here. 
An animal can't go out on Shabbos into a public domain with certain items, like a saddle. There's not many halachas in that Mishnah. We start from the beginning. Sometimes I pick and choose. Sometimes I take the first thing. Sometimes I take the other. Don't, don't worry about it. Over here, we started with Yodais, but we could also start with Kinuyim, whatever the Tana feels like explaining. Rabbi thanks for joining us from the Dharim. Hashem, you finish the Dharim with us. We'll hear from you. Have a wonderful day.